Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome to the Gators Online Podcast, coming to you from Spurs Gridiron Grill. Zach Albaverde, Nick Del Torre here. We are back with you guys after a little bit of a hiatus, a couple weeks of uh, flu-like symptoms, and, uh, and and a little vacation that I was able to afford. You're next at some point. You got some PTO you got to take. Yeah, saving it all up for the honeymoon. I mean, normally... You could do it right after the season came to an end, but uh, transfer portal season says not so fast. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. Um, I think I think we're probably gonna have to look at this and, and figure some things out because portal opens. You only got forty five days. It also includes early signing day. Yep. It includes bowl games. So now kids are trying to find new places, which have limited roster spots because you're also signing a class um so the portal just opened and exploded yeah uh with over a thousand guys entering within the first day um so you know uh, for the people who looked at florida and were like oh my god billy's losing control of the program it's like no no, no everyone's in the, everyone's in the portal same boat the, uh the club portal uh, is that capacity you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And, and and this is the new norm, I think. This is now what college athletics looks like. And uh, we'll get more into it throughout the show. We got a lot of quarterback stuff to get into this first segment. Uh, we'll talk about how Florida has been affected by the portal window that has opened. And um, obviously some guys and positions to watch moving forward. But um, I, I do think at this point, Nick, I mean, you're looking at a situation, even though we're about to talk about high school recruiting, where I think portal recruiting is as important if not bigger and might generate more interest um, than high school recruiting and especially if you're in a situation like Florida where most of your class is pretty much uh, you know probably 80 percent full mm-hmm. uh, 90 percent full close to it they have an idea of who they're going to land whereas you get to this portal window and all of a sudden there's a whole new window of opportunity that opens up with guys that are entering the portal. So, uh, and these are some, in some cases, proven players or guys that have been playing at the collegiate level and um, maybe hold a little bit more stock than a high school player. And, and if, you, if you look at it, Florida's probably going to be replacing 40% of their roster. You know, when it's all said and done, they're already at 30% done. that they've lost. So you're probably going to be replacing 40% of your roster. You can't have, 
you can't have the mentality of, well, we're just going to have the freshmen in this recruiting class fill that in. No. So to the, to the, to what you said, the portal recruiting on a year to year basis. Now, I think we're seeing that shift is going to be as important for your upcoming year. And yeah. then, then there's a balance of, well, is it a one year band aid? Is it, is, is having somebody in the portal going to hurt the development of somebody else? And, well, how, how competitive do you want to be next year? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want to have, um, you know, a, a year where you win four games because you played 80% freshmen and sophomores? Um, or do you want to be competitive next year and, and use some guys that were in the portal? Yeah. Uh, that might only be a one to two year fix. Yeah. And, and in some there's, cases- a, there's a delicate balance that I think a lot of teams are going to have to figure out. Yeah. I mean, you get a guy like Saibo, but you only get him for one year. Yeah. You know, um, so we'll get into obviously his situation, a lot, a lot of guys. But I think we, even though I think the transfer portal has been the news of the week, I think specifically here for Gator Nation, um, the news of the week has been go DJ on Wednesday, ESPN two uh, live to national audience. Uh, Derek Lagway, aka DJ, announced his commitment to Florida picking the Gators over Clemson, LSU, Texas A&M, some heavy hitters. And uh, this is the number seven overall player in the country for the 2024 class, according to On3, which ranks him as the number two quarterback in the country. So this is an elite pledge, folks. I mean, you're talking about kind of what's going to be now the cornerstone of that class. Uh, he's the third pledge for 2024 and the second that's a top 50 overall uh, uh, commit. He's joining uh, Miles Graham in that category. And he's also the second top 100 quarterback that Florida's landed in the last month uh, on the heels of flipping Jaden Rashada from Miami. So this stretch that the Gators are on, uh, not just recruiting in general, but specifically at the quarterback position, uh, when we think about some of the attrition that's happening there, which we'll get into. Uh, Billy, in basically a year, Nick, has flipped uh, the room there and, and and got two guys that they're kind of set for the future now. Yeah, and it's 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 funny the way, like, fan reaction works because everyone's pumped when Jaden Rashada comes, and now it's like, the new well, Jaden Rashada was like a birthday gift. Like my birthday is a month before Christmas. Like Jaden Rashada <laughs> was like the birthday gift, but now it's Christmas morning. And like that toy has been thrown out <laughs> and, and we're only looking at what was under the tree this morning. Um, both quarterbacks knew Florida's plans. I mean, Florida's going into the Las Vegas Bowl with two scholarship quarterbacks. And then my guy, Killer Kyle from, from St. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. Hopefully my guy gets some reps. Um, but you need, Four. Billy was asked about today. Yeah. You might even have five, uh, depending on a year, depending on a transfer portal need or or if a guy, you know, stays or, or how things work out. But DJ Lagway, uh, maybe people are also forgetting that he's a junior in high school. Um, yeah. So while Jaden Rashada will be on campus this January for spring, um, uh, my guy DJ's a year away. My guy's a year away from prom. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll be going to junior prom this year, maybe, but. Uh, this is somebody for next year. So both Jaden Rashada and, and DJ Lagway understand that Florida was looking to get a quarterback in every mm-hmm. single class. And 
And DJ knows that Florida will look to get a quarterback commit in the 2025 class, yeah. 2026 class. Um, and there's going to be portal quarterbacks. And there's going to be portal, portal quarterbacks. Florida's going to need to get at least one portal quarterback yeah. uh, this year. I think you definitely get one. And then if you get one, then you'd have four uh, you know, scholarship quarterbacks. But, um, yeah, you, you should still be excited about Jaden Rashada. Um, you'll see, we'll see him in the spring. I'm excited to see what he looks like in, in orange and blue and to see him, uh, spin it live. Um, but getting DJ Lagway, getting your quarterback early, this early is huge. He's already said he wants to be a part of the number one recruiting class an hour after he committed. He's out, out here on these Twitter streets, hitting <laughs> up other 2024 kids, 23 so, kids, 23 too. kids like, Hey, come join us. Come do something special. So you've got, I think Florida's. Uh, you know, Billy Napier and, and Florida's recruiting staff have shown that they're going to go out. I think they're already like getting close to the maximum number of in-home visits. Um, that Billy's they, on the trail that they right can now. Get. Well, gosh. they're going to because of the because of the bowl game, they're going to miss that last weekend. So, like this, yeah. this is going to be a huge weekend for official visitors. Make sure you're following Corey Bender, yes. uh, and Gators online for all that. This Corey's been killing it. Portal recruiting and high school recruiting. recruiting, high school recruiting. Um, but I think you're going to get. A, a different 2024 class, as good as this one, this 23 class has been a different 24 class because you have your centerpiece, you have your quarterback. And that's what a lot of the, these other guys look, Hey, who's the quarterback in the class? What is that class looking like to shape, shape up? And yeah. Florida really hasn't had that at least this early, that type of quarterback in the class as a centerpiece, who's then also helping to recruit the rest of uh, the players mm -hmm. to join that class. And I think he's the highest rated quarterback since Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a great point you make. Um, and I, I was actually going to get to another one based off what you just said, but I think maybe the last guy that was committed early and was ranked this high that had a chance to be the guy for Florida for an entire cycle was Will Greer. Mm. Probably was the last guy in that category. Yeah, because he was committed before um, – before like the the opening and all that stuff, because yeah. um, I remember I was out there for that opening. Um, man, I still have a picture or a video of Will Greer doing a backflip at the opening um, from back in 2013 when I was out there. Irma, Jeez. Your boy Ermon Lane was there. <laughs> your boy Dalvin Cook was out there. Duke Dawson. That was a good year. But yeah, that and I don't know how much Will, um, like this is obviously you know sort of pre-social media or social media wasn't what it was now. Um, but I don't know that Will was even like as active as I, I don't think he'll have lag way to be. I, that's a great point. Um, and just terms of, and just in terms of the effect though, just yeah. knowing who the guy's going to be. And I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine um, after Lagway committed in comparison to Rashada. Now Rashada was big and significant on, on in his own right and on other levels. Like, I think that you, in an NIL era with all the stuff going on, to get a win like that, to basically steal one away from Miami after sure. they had won a lot of head-to-head -head battles with Florida, I think it was significant from that standpoint. Um, and also just, like, the publicity that it, it brought for Florida. But one but that I would say to that is this happened in, what, late November? right before Florida's final home game of the season and a month away from when uh, Jaden Rashad is. Yeah. So you really only get the benefit of him being in your class for a month. Mm -hmm. And while 
that he's, on, could, he's on the team. Yeah, and it, now he could make a difference here down the stretch as they're you know with the five star offensive tackle that they're going after and some of the other top targets left on the board. But again, you still only get to benefit from having Jada Rashada as your quarterback commit for a month versus DJ is now going to be the guy for the 24 cycle, the entire class. So you get to benefit from that all year long. And I think that's going to pay dividends for Florida, especially as Nick mentioned, he's going to be probably more active and involved. And um, just based on what we've seen initially, because he was, he was getting those tweets off Wednesday night. Yeah, he strikes me as the kind of the kind of kid to be like, coach, give me a hit list. What's the shopping <laughs> list? Um, I'm getting in the car and, and I'm going to the store. Who do we need? Um, but he's definitely, definitely taking, um, I think, the lead on, you know, wanting to because it, it, it's one thing like he he told our Sam Spiegelman on three Sam Spiegelman or his coach told Sam. DJ doesn't want to be the number one player in the country. DJ wants to be a Heisman winner. DJ wants to be one of the best players to ever play college football. No, and, the, he wants to be the best. And he, and he doesn't have the mentality of, ah, man, I got a division one offer. I'm going to go to Florida. That's pretty dope. I made it. Like, that's not where his, he wants his statue to be next to Danny Warfel and Steve Spurrier and Tim Tebow outside of Florida. Yeah, and that's obviously if you're coming to play quarterback at Florida, you want a guy with with that type of drive. So um, this is significant for Florida, though. I mean, mean, back-to-back, basically, five-star quarterbacks, when you look at some of the consensus rankings and how high some sites have both of these individuals. um, And considering all the attrition at the position and what we already expected Florida was going to go through with Anthony Richardson – and then you add the Jalen Kitna situation to that. To know that the Gators are set up with two guys for the future, um, they got to go out and get a portal quarterback for next season, which we'll get into. But to know that they're set up and, and those two guys are going to be competing uh, for the starting job, that's that's huge for recruiting. That's huge for the offense and obviously huge for that position. Um, and speaking of that position, Nick, before we get into some of that uh, attrition, let's talk about the news of Thursday, which is that the Gators will have a new starting quarterback in the Las Vegas Bowl in Jack Miller, mm. who is uh, making his uh, season debut, right? He hasn't we played the get, game. We need to get a couple of Miller lights here. We're at Spurrier's Grind Grill because it's Miller time <laughs> in Las Vegas. No, so Jack came in and was here last spring and competed with Anthony, just didn't win the job, didn't have a great uh, orange and blue debut, orange and blue, you know, spring game. Um, and then, I like orange and blue debut. I like the orange and blue debut. I think they've gone away from that. I think they've gone back to orange and blue game, but when they yeah. switched to the, the debut, orange and blue debut, I liked it. Nice little alliteration. Because everybody calls their spring game the our team colors game. Mm-hmm. The garnet and gold game. Yeah, or the blue and white game or yeah, orange and blue debut. Not everyone can say that. No, um, but then Jack, uh, you know, has that the. It's not really a break. Everyone calls it like a thumb break. It's really just a, a ligament tear in your thumb. Um, has that injury and and it takes him a while to come back. And I mean, I remember Billy said early on, "Well, this is this is what Drew Brees' timeline was to get back." And then 
fans kept asking about him, asking about it, depending on how Anthony played that week, they were asking <laughs> about Jack Miller. Um, you know, no one was asking about Jack Miller after the Utah game. And then three weeks later it was, where the hell is Jack Miller? And can he come back now? <laughs> um, but I was, I had people telling me like, he's yeah. Like, Oh, he's throwing. I'm like, Oh, that's great. They're like he's throwing a high school football because he doesn't have the grip strength in his thumb yet to do a full size to ball. hold a, a college football. I go, well, then what's the, point to, don't tell me he's throwing then. Cause like, he's not throwing the right football. So it's definitely taken him longer to get back to the point where he can, he can play. We saw him on the road at Vanderbilt warming up, um, throwing on the sideline he, before the game. I'm right. He's not appeared in one game. No, no, no. He has not appeared in a single game. Not um, even like to hand it off. No, no, no. Uh, once he came back, he was third string, uh, obviously after missing so much time. Uh, I think the biggest thing for him will be sure. He's been back at practice and Billy alluded to it today is that now you're taking not all of the first team reps, but let's call it 75% of the first team reps. And you're getting way more reps in practice. Um, so to me, it's it, it's Miller time. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit for this opportunity. He didn't come to Florida to sit. I think when I think he got, he had that little shell shocked look on his face after the spring game uh, when he was talking to the media, kind of like, man, I did not see enough tape of Anthony Richardson before I got <laughs> here. Um, but it's going to be his opportunity, and and then he's going to have every opportunity to win the starting job heading into next year, regardless of the transfer portal quarterback that Florida gets in. Um, and we'll get into that probably after a break, but he's going to have the, every opportunity. I don't think Max Brown will be ready next year. I don't think Jaden Rashad will be ready next year. So. Who's your backup next week? Come on, Nick. Kill, kill Kyle. Kyle Ingle is my backup next week. It's got to be, right? I mean, Max Brown, uh, Kyle and Max have played the exact same number of snaps. Zero. I don't know. Kyle but, played, but, but yeah, their year, their years. Uh, of, it was a tough I mean, the, play. The years that they've spent. Let's hope for Billy's sake that he never has to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but sure. it, Jack's helmet is strapped tight. Don't don't need the helmet to pop off for uh, on a play. But there will be no Anthony Richardson. He's um, one of a few guys that not has not only declared for the draft but announced that he will skip the bowl game. Uh, to be expected for a guy who is. Uh, not just getting first round projections, but still getting some that are up there in the top 15 range, potentially. And uh, that's why he's turning pro, Nick. And I, mean, I, 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 you know, I think for, I think some parts of this season, it might have took fans and other folks uh, a little bit to come to that realization that he was, he was gone. But that was his plan, I think, all along. He came into the season with that mindset, certainly had some setbacks early in the year, but then he went out and had a couple 400-yard passing games and had just some moments in the season where he made plays that I think confirmed everything that NFL coaches and scouts, at least the ones that are high on him, um, have been thinking and projecting about him. So he's And if you've been reading you know, what you and I had written or listening to the podcast, like this was not a surprise. No, uh, to you with him leaving. Um, there's 32 teams, um, hundreds of scouts. I did a story where I talked to a bunch of them. Yeah, some of those scouts, you know, and Chris Mortensen came out and said he didn't agree with it. Thought Anthony should come back. And I think if you know we're playing Madden and you can turn injuries off, yeah, Anthony should have come back. You, you could have gotten yourself to a position where you could be the second quarterback taken um, after Caleb next year. Um, but there's going to be a team, and there was a scout that says they have Anthony ahead of Bryce Young. 
because Bryce Young is six feet tall. Yeah. Um, and they don't know that he's the next Russell Wilson. You know, um, there's going to be 32 different opinions on Anthony Richardson because there's 32 different teams. And if you break it down and each team, let's say, has 10 scouts, now there's 3,200 or, or 320 different opinions. Mm -hmm. And then every quarterback coach will have a different opinion. So um, it's like Tim Tebow said, you don't have to have make 32 teams love you. You need to make one team love you and – There'll be a few that love him. There's going to be a few teams that Anthony Richardson will be their second quarterback on the board, probably behind C.J. Stroud. Um, Our guy's going to trim down. He'll be 6'2", or 6'4", 240, 6'4", 220 at the combine. Running a sub 4'4". Run a 4'3", 4'4". He won't throw there. He'll throw instead of the pro day where Denny Thompson and him and the five receivers that he's comfortable throwing with because he's yeah. throwing with them, you know, for three years at Florida, um, they're going to have a prepackaged choreographed um, show where that he's gone through where already. He's gone through it a dozen times already. And then he's going to flick a ball 80 yards mm -hmm. in the air. And when the teams pick their jaws up, when they realize, you know, how big he is, how strong his arm is, um, and the potential, they'll say, okay, well, he only completed, you know, 55% of his passes. We can teach him. Yeah. Look some at accuracy. His. We can't teach that arm strength. We can't teach that size. We can't teach that speed. Bryce Young will never be 6'4". Will Levis will never be 240 and run like that. So he has intangibles that the NFL will say, we can't teach that. We trust that we can teach him some of the finer things at quarterback, but you can't teach the the – physical package that Anthony Richardson brings. Does he do a backflip? Yes, I think you 100% you do a backflip. Um, just show that off, too. Um, it, pull all the tools out of the tool bag. I mean, if I could, if I could do the backflip, I'd probably do it, too. There's a lot less riding on me, you know, pulling a hammy doing a backflip. <laughs> uh, I, I can sit in this chair with a pulled hamstring and, and do a backflip. Well, you mentioned or, pulling hammies, um, and you mentioned Madden and how you can turn injuries off. I, to me, that had... Uh, not maybe as much as his projections and the money he can make, but that definitely factored into the decision to leave versus come back. He said it after the Florida State game. I've been playing with an ankle injury all year. Mm -hmm. And we saw the games that he got that ankle hurt and the times that he went to the tent. And When you're 6'4", 240, no one's trying to tackle you fairly or straight up. <laughs> no. No, you know, the, the safety's not coming down, setting his feet and being like, all right, big boy, let's go. It's You're getting people diving at your ankles. They're diving at your knees. That's not going to change next year. No. If, if Andrew Richardson were to come back, sure, he could have an opportunity to go second overall. He could also have an opportunity to tear his ACL and then be playing at Florida in 2024. And mind you, he was hurt all 2021. Mm -hmm. Wasn't, you know, I mean, this is, I, I don't – necessarily think it's fair to call him injury prone i think that he's had nagging injuries that have lagged on through last season and have done so this year as well but when you go through that as a as a dual threat quarterback uh and he was fortunate uh to be able to make it through this whole season and start every game and be available for every game um i i just think that the risk of coming back even though he certainly could have improved his draft stock by having another full season um, and, and playing in the SEC and getting better as a passer, I think that he's shown enough and obviously is getting those type of projections to take his game to the next level, especially if he gets in a situation where he's not going to ask to be playing right away. Uh, he'll be in a good spot. He, he'll have the time to develop. And um, Florida, mind you, 
is now going to be on the lookout for a quarterback for next season to compete with Jack Miller. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to put it past Jaden Rashad to come in and play as a true freshman, but but he'll have to come in and really put on a show, and he'll have to probably beat out two upperclassmen guys. And I don't necessarily think Florida ever wants to hand the offense over to a true freshman unless the guy's just playing out of his mind. So there's some options obviously out there. There's some contact that have been made. Uh, there's a hot board that we've put together. So. We'll get into that after this break. We'll also talk about the transfer portal in general in terms of some of the guys that have left for Florida. Standing room only. Man. Um, And then you're also dealing with draft declarations, not just Anthony Richardson, but a lot of guys, some skipping the bowl game, some playing in the bowl game. And it might not just be uh, Jervon Dexter as well. Another guy's uh, contemplating that decision. So uh, we'll get into all that after this break. You're listening to the Gators Online Podcast. Game against Vandy. You don't have to call or email. Just go to Spurriers.com, hit the reservation button, pick a date, number of guests, and a time. It's so simple, I can do it. In fact, I just did. Maybe I'll see you tonight. Welcome back into the Gators Online Podcast. Zach and Nick here, and we are now going to get into some portal talk. Obviously, the theme of the week, and the Gators have had a lot of movement on their roster, as have teams across the country. And obviously, Gators are also going through some draft declarations. We talked about Anthony Richardson. We'll get into some other guys as well, but I think we want to open certainly with the quarterback position that's of utmost importance uh, when you think about the attrition that the Gators have had at that position now with two guys on their way out. So, uh, Nick... You had to uh, go through the uh, Twitter follows and likes and work the phones and um, put together a quarterback hot board, figure out who's not been talked to, who has been talked to. Um, and uh, I, I think we have a, a sense of where Florida's at, but there's definitely no shortage of options. Well, <laughs> Except Drake May was not going to be one of them. There's more than 60 quarterbacks in the portal. So if you need a quarterback, there's plenty plenty available. Um I, I had to put a caveat here because the really the two quarterbacks that Florida fans are talking about are not in the portal. Drake May, um, who is a redshirt freshman from UNC, not going to be in the portal. And now yeah. he couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Um, he his dad played quarterback at UNC. Uh, four brothers, three of them have played football, basketball at UNC. One Cole Cole May, uh, national champion, didn't really play for Florida at all, but a pitcher on the national championship team. So he's got a ring. Um, but he, but he forgot to add, he couldn't imagine being anywhere else with an NIL deal. Oh, well, you know, until he's in the portal, he won't be on my list. <laughs> um, so, uh, and also Sam Hartman, who is, I think already a fifth year senior at Wake Forest would have an extra year. I mean, there's a potential he turns pro because of a COVID. He would, he could also turn pro. He's not in the portal. Um, and then there's a Tulane quarterback Pratt, who I think, um, Tulane is probably about to play in their biggest bowl game ever in the cotton bowl. Um, and if he does enter the portal, it won't be before the cotton bowl. Um, but that's a guy who I think Florida could go after. Um, Right now, the the number one quarterback and on three, I think, is the only site right now 
rating transfer portal guys. Of course and, they are. <laughs> and, and on three's ahead of the curve, baby. Always ahead of the curve. Um, and number one right now on on three's board is Dennis Derek. Devin? There's so many quarterbacks. DJ? Devin, yeah. Devin Leary, NC State's quarterback. Um, Florida has been in contact with him. Um, he's in the portal. A guy who last year threw for... 3,433 yards, 35 touchdowns to just five interceptions. Um, so uh, a, a guy who I think Florida could go for, obviously there's DJ, not even going to try you. it. DJ U uh, from Clemson, obviously a, a very heralded quarterback coming from California to Clemson. Does he want to stay in the Southeast uh, or is it more likely, which I think it is more likely him to kind of go back to the West coast um, and, and, and get closer to home to finish his college career. There's Brendan Armstrong lefty. Uh, Flores got a good lefty quarterback yes, uh, from Virginia. He's a guy who uh, is going to leave Virginia as their most prolific passer. Mm. Um whatever that means to, to <laughs> Virginia's most prolific passer. Um, and then there's a, a kid who I think a lot of fans are getting into and talking themselves into in Austin Reed. Uh, Reed is from St. Augustine, Florida, just up the road, uh, committed to play at a division or an NAIA school, West Tampa, West Florida, um, ended up leaving and going to play Western Kentucky through for every single yard imaginable last year at Western Kentucky. Um, and this is a kid who, if you give him an opportunity to play at the University of Florida, I mean, I couldn't imagine him turning that down. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how you translate throwing for 4,000 yards last year at Western Kentucky to what you would do at Florida, but uh, a kid who's, you know, six foot, six foot one, and, and clearly has some some pedigree and some experience throwing the football um, at a bunch of different stops. If he goes to, or whenever he picks a school, it'll be his fourth college Crazy. in four years. So uh, Florida's in the market for a transfer quarterback. I don't think even if Jack Miller goes out and I mean, Florida's a 10 point dog. You mean when Florida's, Florida's a 10 point dog. Even if Jack Miller goes out and throws for 375 and four touchdowns and leads Florida to an upset win uh, over the Beavers. Number 14 in, team. In Las Vegas. I don't think that changes Florida's mentality. They need to get well, a They need guy. someone to compete with them. They need to get a guy who least. can come in and compete. Because like you said, I don't think Jaden Rashada is a guy. Listen, if Jaden Rashada comes in in January and wins the starting job, good for Jaden Rashada. I just don't you think You can't bank on that. You're not banking on that. No, you're, you're not – you know, hitching your wagon to uh, a freshman from California coming in and immediately winning the starting job. If he does, awesome. But you, you don't bank on that. So even if Jack Miller has a great bowl game, Florida is still looking to get the best possible transfer portal quarterback that they can. Now, two guys that um, have not been either contacted or at least being certainly not being pursued by Florida is – Arkansas's quarterback Hornsby and Pitt's quarterback Slovis. There was a edit out there uh, to the contrary. Um, so those are not two guys that are on UF's radar, um, despite what's been out there. There's a lot of Instagram pages, Twitter pages, fan pages. And I would just say, like, listen, if, if that's your passion, go for it. Um, if you're a fan, um, Get your news from trusted sources. Yeah. 
like Gators online. Gaga-verdi. Yes, and 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 I, look, shout out to Corey because he's already on top of high school recruiting now all the time, and now it's 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 portal recruiting, and it's reaching out to guys that have put their name in the portal and figuring out if Florida's reached out to them if they're planning to visit UF. Um, it's it's a lot of work, and obviously a lot more going on, and a lot more action happening with that. Um, maybe then on the high school front, although it's the contact period right now, so there's a bunch going on with that too. So this is definitely a time that you want to be subscribed to Gators Online. There's literally news and updates and scoop coming every day on on this front. Very tired. And then Nick and I are keeping up with all the exits. To this point, as we record this podcast Thursday evening, <laughs> you, you need to specify what at what time of the day it is because it can change every half hour on the hour. And it's not done changing, mm-hmm. um, even though there's been a, a lot of movement so far. Um, but right now, when you look at where Florida is at roster-wise and the number of departures that they've had, it's totaled right now at 26. 26 guys that were on the team to start the season, part of the 85, um, are no longer with the team, no longer on the roster. Um, Or should I say, rather, have entered the transfer portal or have declared whatever category they fall into. Now, I do want to add, as Billy uh, revealed today or confirmed, because I'd heard this, there are a handful of guys that have entered the portal but are still going to play in the bowl game with Florida. Um, so that's something to look out for. Maybe maybe you're, depending on who uh, is is there, maybe some guys that could, could potentially come back. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But right now, that number that you're looking at, 26 roster departures, I think that's 18 outgoing transfers, three guys that have been dismissed. You've had some draft declarations. Um and I think when you look at it, Nick, I mean, um, it's it's never good. Like, even though we expected it, even though it's happening across the country, still to see it one by one, another after another, it's a lot. Like, it just – to see that much attrition happening is just unheard of. Um, but when you really get down to breaking down each guy, and if you go to our transfer portal tracker at Gators Online – we're continuously updating it with the most, uh, you know, recent departures and kind of having a timeline for you guys to follow. But you know, there's really just a few guys that they've lost so far that have been either significant tri- contributors in the past or were expected to be in the future. And some of the ones that were in the past have clearly had their roles decrease. Mm-hmm. Guy like Avery Helm, guy like Naquan Wright. So. Most of these are not a surprise. And I think um, everyone that was impactful was an NFL departure. Yeah. I I, I don't know that I'd look at, you know, there's a lot of the sky is falling um, reactions, probably from from more casual fans. You know, the, the hardcore fan that is on the message board is not looking at the guys that have left and thinking, He's lost control of the program. They just see the numbers. They see that you see a, you see a a big number. I, 26 now I say 26 I think it's that's all, not all transfer portal like you said but that's also I think it's really 25 of the 85 because one of those guys was not on scholarship but still I mean 25 of your 85 men scholarship I mean that's more than 30 percent uh basically that you've lost so 
Um, but I do think there are some guys that left that um, maybe you thought might have had a chance to come back or it would have made sense if they came back. I think of a guy like Jalen Lee who started the season as a starter, lost that role, but with Jervon Dexter's departure to the NFL draft, he was probably in line to start next season. You have, and, to, you have to move over a position because I think you have Des Watson and Chris McClellan are, are going to handle that nose tackle, and, yeah. and and McClellan's a guy who could probably also then just Good start D-tackle. next to Desmond. Um, so, but I'm just saying he had a chance to start. And there's also probably conversations that are that are having that you know we're either privy to and maybe aren't writing about or not privy to, sure. where guys are being told like, hey, it's probably best. There, there's not everyone leaving is disgruntled or leaving because they weren't playing. Like there's also guys at Florida or around the country that are being told, Hey, you're not a your, good fit. It's in your best interest to, yeah. to go elsewhere. And I think, you know, another one that I like, if you had to put in like top three losses or, or three losses that hurt, like I, I think um, McMillan, obviously to me, regardless of what his future would be in terms of where he's going to line up, I still think he's a talented player. I think the offers that he's landing in the portal support that. Yeah. Um, so he's one that hurts. And I think Nick, you even mentioned on our message board that it might not be completely out of, uh, out of possibility that he might decide to stay. But, um, I don't necessarily know if I expect any of the guys that have hit the portal to come back. Um, no, no, I don't think so. At this point, I wouldn't, I'd be more surprised if they did. I think the two, I just said Lee or McMillan, I think they could be talked into coming back. Mm-hmm. If they want to, is is another is right. a, another discussion. Like a Lloyd Summerall who was in the portal uh, before when first came, and then was talked into coming back, and then doesn't play all year, and now is in the portal. Like, would be surprised if he, you know, came back again. It's sure. like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> and then another guy that I think um, I won't necessarily say hurts, but I think they're you know losing a, a talented player is uh, Dejon Reynolds. Uh, just based off what we saw. Now, again, he was buried on the depth chart. Um, when he got his opportunity, he did really well with it. But um, the Gators obviously are bringing in the number one receiver class in the country. So I don't think that his departure is hurting you from that standpoint. So, um, you know, that that's kind of how I see it. Um, you know, and I, I, I think that some of these situations are probably healthy for everybody involved. And this is this is what the transfer portal was created for. Yeah. Even though it looks bad sometimes with and with some teams, it's not just Florida because of the volume. Um, you know, it, it's better than I guess some of these guys being stuck in situations that they just don't feel like has any future in. Yeah, and, and that's what the portal, like you said, that's what the portal was created for. Um, you know, the portal might be used by some guys to go and test an NIL market and, yes. and then, and then, and then come back. And, and that's what NIL is for. So, uh, you know, there's, there's different ways to use the portal, but I think a lot of the guys you're seeing at Florida are using the portal because I, I wasn't getting the playing time that was here that are there that I thought it should be. I, I don't fit this offense. I gave it a try for an entire year. Uh, gave it a try. Don't fit the offense. Don't fit the defense. So, uh, I think the guys you're seeing at Florida, like you said, I don't think you'd see a lot of them come back. Uh, Chief Borders was one that I thought maybe was surprising to me when he hit the portal. I thought Chief, I mean, friend of the show, uh, yeah. on the show, 
thought Chief was super happy to be here. Yeah. Um, wasn't really getting the playing time, um, but he's a guy, if you look at the the depth chart for the Las Vegas Bowl, there's no one really there. You don't have a lot of guys left. You know, David Reese, I think, and, and Antoine Powell, Ryland Jr. Uh, make sure I get all that in there. Um, <laughs> I think those are the only two guys, you know, at that jack position. That you can count on. I mean, Pyburn's a true freshman. True freshman. He's played a bunch this year, burned a red shirt by playing special teams, but hasn't played a ton on defense. Chief could have been there, could have played there. And if you look at those guys coming in next year, it's like, okay, well, I, he might have had an opportunity to play. Um, so that one was a little surprising to me. Yeah. So it, it obviously with with all those departures and all that attrition, it opens the door for a lot of uh, possibilities in the portal for the Gators to get some incoming transfers. And, um, you know, we'll kind of get into the final segment, some needs there. Um, but I do also want to address kind of where Florida's roster is at in terms of a projected depth chart. Not great. Uh, which guys are deciding to not play in the game that have declared and which guys that are playing uh, because they're, they're not just one, but there could be two. Um, so we'll get into all of that in, in the final break. We'll mention UF Hoops as well. You're listening to the Gators Online Podcast. Football is back. There isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team than by playing daily fantasy sports with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. It's the best way to have action on the game in states like Alabama, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Kentucky, and over 70% of the United States. Prize Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Download the Prize Picks app or visit prizepicks.com and sign in using the code GATERS to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100 back. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. That's free money. Don't forget that Prize Picks app or prizepicks.com and the code GATERS to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your team to the next level this season. Welcome back into the Gators Online Podcast. Zach and Nick here, and we now move into the NFL draft decorations that we've seen from the Gators. We mentioned AR already. Uh, some other guys that were to be expected but made it official this past week. Justin Shorter on his way to the NFL. Uh, he's not going to play in the bowl game. Uh, you've got Osiris Torrance on his way to the NFL. Will not play in the bowl game. Will not play in the bowl game. You've got Anthony Richardson on his way. Um, will not play in the bowl game. And then Jervon Dexter, who is heading to the pros, but will play in the bowl game. He's making the Vegas trip. Um, Brenton Cox, uh, not invited to play yeah, in the not, bowl game. Not a current Gator. Not, but a, Not invited to be on the team, uh, but also so that's a, five a Gators. Fifth, fifth declaration. Um and there should be a six coming. Uh, but first, you know, I do want to mention Dexter. He kind of teased at Florida fans when he tweeted out uh, in response to Sean Spencer, who congratulated him when he announced. And uh, Dexter said, let's go finish out in Vegas, coach. And Florida fans went, huh? We get him one more game? 
And then uh, he confirmed to a, a fan on Twitter that, yes, he will play in the Las Vegas Bowl. Obviously, that's a big boost for Florida when you consider all the transfer portal losses and the other guys that have declared for the draft that aren't going to play in the game. Uh, that was, you know, props to Jervon for, for doing that. I think that's kind of become the norm now for guys that declare to just not play in the bowl game. Regardless of whether you are a you know senior uh, like Ventrell Miller, you know he's decided to not play as well. But that was to be expected. Certainly, a guy like Osiris Torrance, you know, you would expect that. But Jervon probably, you know, could have gotten away with not playing. I think he'll benefit from probably having another game uh, on film in college. But uh, you know, he's a guy that you even think back to his recruitment, how committed he was to Florida. Um, he's kind of emerged certainly as one of the leaders and guys that bought into this new staff. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that he wanted to finish what he started with Florida and um, will be three and out with the Gators. Yeah, and I don't think he's 21 yet. So, like, Vegas is a fun place. Um, not if you're not 21. No. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this is a – Ah, uh, let me just get that. Give me to get that charter out to Vegas. Uh, sit in the Mandalay Bay, play some craps. You know, play a little poker, some blackjack, have some free drinks at the table. Like, if you're not 21, you're not having <laughs> the Vegas experience that Zach and myself are gonna have. Oh my gosh, I'm just, uh, I'm just hoping I come back, Nick. Got some children who need a father, Zach. We got to get you back home in one piece. I do. I can't. I cannot leave the wife hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but obviously, uh, Dexter didn't leave Florida hanging, and I think there's another Gator who uh, might not leave them hanging either. Uh, Richard Garage, another guy projected to declare for the NFL draft. He still has um, a year of eligibility remaining, but I think expected um, to now test the waters with the NFL. But he still hasn't officially declared he hasn't announced what he's doing for the bowl game i think he's still making that decision um but the fact that he hasn't come out and already said hey i'm not playing in the bowl game i think you know there's hope there that he he could be available that'd be great for florida's offensive line you're going up against a really talented oregon state defense that defends the run really well that's the gators bread and butter so you want to have as many pieces available especially for a guy and Jack Miller making his uh, you know first career start, yeah. so um, he's one more guy to still watch. But that's kind of where Florida's at um, on the availability front. And uh, now we kind of wait to see what the projected depth chart is going to be uh, from the staff next week. But they're going to have to put out a roster at some point. Uh, so we'll find you know who's exactly on it. But you know we reported at Gators Online, David Reese. Um, Youssef, uh, he, you know, those are some of the guys that have entered the portal, uh, Griffin McDowell, but they're still going to play, uh, in the bowl game. So, um, that's going to be something to watch, but really it's, it'll be interesting to see what that depth chart looks like, Nick, because it's, this is, this is, um, you know, when Dan Mullen said after the 2020 Cotton Bowl, this isn't the, uh, this isn't the 2020 Gators. Uh, that that statement was, will definitely be true when you say it about the twenty two squad. Yeah, uh, that rubbed me the wrong way at the time, and um, that has aged well. That has aged like a like a <laughs> nice port wine uh, as you look at to, and it's not just going to be Florida. I mean, if you look at these games, like the, you're every bowl game that you go to is not the team. 
that earned that bid to that. Yeah, and, and I and I look at it and I'm like, listen, if I'm, it, it makes a lot of sense for us to sell this bowl game. We want you to read about it. We want you to watch it. We want you to be interested. You got to see a peek into the future, folks. I'm not interested in this bowl game. <laughs> well, I'm interested in the bowl trip. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bowl games that I'll look at and I'm like, damn, that stinks. But then come June, like I'll be craving college football. So I think it's just. At the end of a long year, you get to a bowl game, which doesn't matter because there's only four, three games left that matter. And those are the play, the two semifinals and then the college, yeah. the college football championship game. So it's like when you get down to like the cheese it bowl, I don't care about the cheese it bowl. Not the mayo bowl. <laughs> I was hoping Florida would get the mayo bowl because I wanted to dump some mayo on Billy Napier. I was going to volunteer for that. The winning <laughs> coach gets, you know, the mayo bath. I was going to volunteer for that job. Um, but that's, and that's what you're seeing. Like you're, you're not going to get uh, a quarterback. Like if Anthony Richardson in Florida were in the Fiesta Bowl as a playoff, Anthony Richardson's playing in that game. Um, but you, when you get to these other bowl games, like you've, you've unfortunately seen, I think Jamison Williams just made his, his NFL debut mm -hmm. for the Lions last week after tearing his ACL mm. in the playoff. Yeah. Like there's just too much risk for guys to play in the, you know, SRS development or distribution, whatever the, well, the sponsor. sponsor is. Sponsor hasn't paid uh, Gators online, so it's just the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, SRS distribution, it's, uh, 2022. Well, they haven't distributed our checks, so they're just the well, Las Vegas I'm Bowl. I'm trying to get some type of perks when I get out there, so <laughs> um, I'm, I'm dropping the name. But but I, what I'm saying is, like, you're going to see a lot of guys sitting out of bowl games just because the, the risk-reward is – get a trip to Orlando or Jacksonville or Charlotte versus the potential to hurt myself in the game and then for my future. Now, I will say this is a working theory of mine that is proven to be true now. I said the moment that that bowl game got announced for Florida that there are going to be some guys on yeah. that roster who either know they're transferring or know they're going to the NFL and weren't planning on playing in a bowl game that now want to make that trip to Vegas. Not only is it to Vegas, but you get to be home for Christmas after. Yep, that's the, true. The, the bowl game's early enough that you get to be home for Christmas. Now, if you were in the Cotton Bowl on the 30th or on the 1st, now not only are you probably not, you're probably going to spend Christmas in a hotel room in, in a different state. And then also With the team you're leaving and then also miss on like New Year's Eve. Any New Year's Eve changes you're going to get into with your family or your friends. Um, you're missing all of that for a game that's again not a playoff. Yeah, not going to give you a chance to win a national championship. Yeah, we. I, I'm looking forward to the bowl expanding or the the playoff expanding because it's going to give you at least some more games that matter. Because right now you have three games that matter and four teams that matter left. Yeah, I mean it's just at this point if you're playing in these games, you're looking for an opportunity. Uh, if you're you know, if you're not in a position to skip, you know, you're just continuing your development and you're hoping to get a good trip. Like, you know, for the folks that get to go to Vegas or if you go out to Charlotte or Music City, some of these other bowls, I mean. We're um, sitting here at Spurrier's and across the, across the way from us, there's uh, probably 15, 20 <laughs> bowl, uh, watches. bowl watches that, that Coach Spurrier has collected along the way. Kept them all. I'm sure, I'm sure Jerry's happy that they're out of the house <laughs> and they're, they're hanging up on the wall here. Bro, Spurrier. Can't spell citrus without UT, baby. Mm. Um, 
So, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, when you look at Florida's, uh, you know, bowl roster, I, I think that you're going to have some guys that do make this trip because they want to go out to Vegas. They also, I think there genuinely are guys that do want to finish what they started, like Jervon and um, want to stay with this team despite how the season has gone. I think Trey Dean is another one that is is going to play in this yeah. game. So uh, I think Florida will be okay in some spots, but then obviously at middle linebacker, you're not having Ventro Miller, you're not having your leader there. Um, you're missing Cybo on the uh, on the offensive line. Who, by the way, brick coming, Scott. <laughs> Pay for the brick. Hope hope you had some money stashed away. Um, it's the, it is time to put uh, a drill into that cement. Yeah, it's um, Osiris Torrance sat here with us four or five months ago and literally told us that football was a weight loss plan <laughs> and, and one that he almost gave up because it was too hard when he weighed over 400 pounds. He was like, it's, it's going to be too hard to lose the weight. Football's too hard. I'm going to quit. Shout out to his <laughs> high school coach that didn't let him quit. Yeah. Um, Cause he got a free <laughs> education at UL. He's going to get a free degree from the university of Florida. Um, and now he's got football has become his retirement plan from, from a weight loss plan to a retirement mm. plan. He's going to have a brick. His name is going to be this little kid from Louisiana who just wanted to find a fishing hole in Gainesville is going to have his name forever outside the university of Florida and forever outside Ben Griffin stadium. Yeah. It's That's um, a bar right there. That was a bar from, from weight loss plan to retirement. I, plan. I loved it. I loved it. Um, it's just cool. I mean, he and, and, and a guy that is like completely deserving of everything he's got coming his way and makes sense. Listen, my man's had over 3,000 career snaps with no sack or quarterback hit allowed. Can't let that streak end in the Las Vegas Bowl. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got over 6,000, um, I think, career snaps um, and only 12 penalties. No sacks, only 12 penalties. Jeez. Yeah, he's um he's had quite the career. So um so you're not going to have him on the offensive line. We'll see what happens with Richard Garage if he doesn't play. You know, you have Michael Tarquin and and Barber, the Barber will step up. Um he's obviously white. the depth is going to be um you know, not there at running back, but you know, the guys that aren't going to be available haven't been involved yet, you know, save for uh you know, give guys a breather. So I think the receiver, uh, you're not going to have Justin Shorter, no Dejon Reynolds, but it sounds like the Gators are going to have some guys back. You get so. Xavier Henderson back. Um, Ricky Pearsall is out there practicing. Now, does does he pull a Kadarius Tony Cotton Bowl where Kadarius, you know, practiced all week and then shows up? He's and wearing the, the number. Day before the game is like, ah, you know what? No, thanks. No, <laughs> thanks. Um, that'll be interesting to see, but I think – Pearsall, for me personally, is a guy who uh, I'm looking at. Um, does he come back to school? I think as a guy who's already 21 years old, um, already played, I think this is his fourth year, what does he gain from coming back? Mm -hmm. You know, he led the Gators in receiving yards, but the leading receiver, Xavier Henderson, only had 38 catches. Like, what does a year with 45 catches for Ricky Pearsall do for his draft stock next year other than make him a year older? Yeah. Um, 
Now, if you're going to be a fifth round pick, can the Gator Collective and, and NIL deals give you more money to stay in college mm-hmm. than than what the NFL will give you for being a fourth or fifth round pick? That's a weird a weird thought to have that we're yeah. now having with NIL and college football is you can make more money coming back for a senior year than you could as a fifth round pick in the NFL. Um, Crazy. Obviously, for Florida, that's a guy who if you get him back next year would be an incredible weapon um, weapon for you on special teams and in, in the slot. Um, but he's practicing. He'll be back. Um, Jaquavion Frazier's is back. Jamarcus Weston is back. So T- Ty Bowman's back. You're much healthier at receiver than you were, uh, you know, two weeks ago for Florida state. And you'll, you got McDowell. He's still there for depth at tight end. You're probably not going to have Zipper play again. I don't um, know. And then, you know, over on the defensive side, you know, you got Jervon. Uh, you know, I don't think Lee is going to be available. I'm not really sure of, of, Bernie. of, of his status. Uh, don't know. We didn't ask Billy. Um, didn't ask Billy about Amari. I think he. Um, I don't think he needs to declare for the draft. I mean, he doesn't need to declare. Senior. He's graduated. I, I mean, he, he could make an announcement if he wasn't playing in the bowl game, but you definitely know that Derek Wingo is going to start for Miller. And we did hear from Billy on Thursday that, uh, you know, Derek addressed the team. SCA pride. Yeah. Spoke up and is obviously, you know, honestly, he's a guy that quite frankly could have been a portal candidate. Mm. And, and I, I think that he's really uh, created a role for himself. I think, Certainly, he's you know the 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 guy to follow up Ventrell Miller at that position, and um, you know he, I think as we had one of our insiders at uh, Gators Online reveal, uh, shout out to District Three Five Two that McMillan was playing with a foot, or, or excuse me, uh, Wingo. Wingo was playing with a foot injury in that FSU game in the first half, and just unfortunately like, gutted it out, suffered it on Monday, and made the decision like Ventrell can't play in the first half. I just need to suck it up for 30 minutes. What's well, my first career start? Yeah. I mean, he, there's no way he was going to pass it up in a rivalry game. So um, I think certainly if, if he didn't already have the respect of his teammates, that, that even took it further for, sure. for him to t- tough it out. So um, this is a big game for him, big game for those other linebackers, especially if Bernie doesn't play. And shout out to David Reese. Entering the portal, he's moving on, but is still – going through this bowl game with this team. And I think it's critical for the outside linebacker spot that he has decided and committed to do that because it looks like Borders and Summerall will not be with the team um, or not expected to be. And that, as Nick said earlier in the show, is leaving you basically with just, uh, you know, really just one guy you could count on and pal if, uh, you know, he was making that decision to not play in the game. So shout out to Reese for deciding to uh, kind of finish this thing out. I think it'll be key that he's there for debt purposes and just the rotation. And then a lot of guys in the secondary that will be out, but not too many, I think, necessarily that have played a lot of snaps. So you're just going to be really thin. Certainly, I think the special teams units might take some hits there, but um, it's going to be a different-looking roster, and uh, Florida's not going to be the only team that's in that boat. Yeah, uh, I think the line, uh, the 10-point line uh, from Vegas uh, speaks for itself, and 
the, the line that I always say, you'll, you'll get to experience that first. Uh, the men and women who make lines uh, don't build palaces out in the desert for being wrong very often. So I think that 10-point line is, uh, is interesting. And we'll have more of a preview for next the game week, next yeah. week. But um, one thing that's interesting, one of the writers brought it up today. Um, Oregon State had the second best pass or second best rush defense in the Pac-12, but the team that had the best rush defense in the Pac-12 gave up 283 rushing yards to Florida in the first game. So, mm. so it's interesting. Like, hey, yeah, they were really good at stopping the Pac-12 from running, but the best team at stopping the Pac-12 from running did not stop Florida from running at all. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you have uh, a first-time starter with a banged up or getting healthy receiving core, but you've got two and seven in the backfield ready to run the ball. I think you're still lean on that and say, listen, I know you were the number two Pac-12 rushing defense. We ran all over the number one. So we're going to see if we can run all over the number two one as well. And shout out to ETN, uh, freshman All-SEC. As well as Shamar James. The two of them were both uh, named AP All-SEC today. So uh, there is a bright future. Even if it won't look like that on the 17th in Las Vegas, the future is bright. Yeah. And uh, look, I still think uh, even though coming off a a loss, there's still a lot to be determined with the future of this Florida basketball team and program. Um, Clearly dealing with, you know, first year with all these new pieces, you've gotten your point guard banged up, trying to come off of injury. Clearly, the team's best shooter, Will Richard, has been dealing with an injury. So, Gators just did not have it against the nation's number five team. They were obviously the favorite from Vegas, and they came in and showed why they're they're ranked that high. And, um, you know, I I would advise fans, you know, don't get discouraged yet. Florida's had some tough matchups um, that I think that they're still figuring things out, trying to find their comfort zone. Um, But once we get done with this Vegas Bowl, shift gears and uh, get ready for SEC play and, and basketball. So uh, the show never stops, Nick. The show doesn't stop. It'll be portal and basketball. And then by the time the portal closes, I'll be out there at uh, at Condren Ballpark. So uh, there's still a lot of sports left, a lot of uh, Florida Gator sports left. And, um, well, and well, we'll even, we'll, you and I will have to dabble in some track as well. Uh, after a clean sweep of the oh outdoor season last year, um, we need to figure out how to get Mouse in here before uh, – I don't know if all of his championship rings will fit inside the <laughs> podcast studio here, but we need to get Mouse in uh, to preview the men's and women's uh, track season that's coming up soon. We need to get Sully in here too. Yeah, yeah, we got to get Sully in here. Um, he, he, we need to get him in. We weren't going to do it during football season, and he got married. A uh, lot, lot of stuff going on, but we need to get him in uh, before, before baseball season. Well, not only uh, Billy Napier, but uh, – He's got a new player coming his way as well. And DJ Lagway was going to be a, a two-sport athlete. At least that's the goal. Um, but he did say football was going to be his focus. And um, sure. definitely excited about his commitment for Florida fans. And um, we'll continue to cover that as well as all the happenings with the transfer portal and the contact period. Make sure you guys stay locked to Gators Online. Nick and I will be back next week to preview the Las Vegas Bowl between the Florida Gators and Oregon State. For Nick, I'm Zach Albaverde. See you guys next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.